Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Dodie Mitchell here with Laura Morante for our monthly channel. the highest good for this group and all that will listen to this channel in the future. And we thank the energy, whoever's going to step forward. We bring forth the energy of gratitude, as always, we fill you with that sense of appreciation for your willingness to be here, to open up your minds, your hearts, and your bodies to receive this high-frequency energy and to allow yourselves to expand beyond the limitations of logic that have defined this physical world reality. That's what you do here. You come here with a willingness to not only open up to the soul that you are, but to extend your human experience to that divine aspect of you. So recognize that. That is what you do. Recognize that is what we do when we're here. We commune as energy. We allow the expansive, organic nature of this human experience to be seen for what it is, to be recognized by the human for all of the ways that it brings awareness, growth, and expansion to the individuals that work together in this co-creative process. So we are here to engage you with a sense of the support that exists in the energy for you. We are here to ask you to move beyond the limitations of logic. We are here to bring you into the deeper sense of knowing that exists within you. That's what all of this is about. The more we assist you in aligning your intellectual interpretation of you with the truth of who you are, the more the oneness moves into your beingness, the more you remember it was always there, the more you allow yourself to recognize yourself in all that you experience. And isn't that something to think about? The idea that you are in every human being that you experience and that every human experience has, has an effect on you because we're all one energy. And you can sit here in your individual chairs and you can sit here in your individual bodies and you can pretend that there's a difference. You can pretend that you are not that other sitting over there or maybe you're a little like this one over here but definitely nothing like that one over there. You can play all those games in your mind that you want but you cannot fall into it. You cannot, as the soul that you are, let yourself believe it fully. There's always something that triggers something in you. In the experiences that create the most intensity inside of you, that's when you know there's a part of you being triggered by this other in this experience for a reason. 
Now, how often do you do that when you're in the midst of a challenging situation? How often do you think, that's me. That one that I am raising my fist at, that one that is creating such angst and anxiety, anxiety in me, there's a part of me in that other prompting and promoting the actions being taken or the words being spoken for the way they affect me. And you think about it and you think, but I don't like this feeling. I don't like the way I respond to this other or this situation. And you think there's something wrong with this situation or this other that needs to be fixed because it doesn't feel right in me. And we want you to shift that. We want you to turn it around. Because when you're in these situations, you don't want to be stuck in these situations and you don't want to feel lost in these situations and you don't want to lose yourself in these situations and the way to not is to remind yourself that we're all one and that I use these situations to confront the aspects of me that I would not go looking for if this other didn't trigger it. It's important you hear it that way. Because it is when these angers, these fears, these doubts, and these insecurities are triggered in you that the human aspect of you would like to mm, not own those expressions of you, deny that they're yours, deny that that there's no one outside of you to blame for it. But it's a powerful, transitional potential that you own, that is available to you if you use it. If you're willing to go the distance with the resistance in your mind to that thought that I've called this in, that I'm looking to experience this anxiety so that I realize it exists in me. This other didn't put it in you. The situation didn't put it in you. It prompted you to realize it was there. To recognize that there was a part of you that is uncertain of the divinity behind every experience. And that's what the fear tries to tell you. not to run from the experience which is the egoic interpretation of fear but to recognize what the experience has brought up in you so that you can see where the faith needs to work its magic and you can direct it that way and that's what you do that's the power of faith. It's yours, again, yours, to touch in on any time you want to, just like the fear is. They're all aspects of you with purpose. So in the midst of these challenging situations, in the midst of the opportunities for growth, do you choose to maintain the identification with the fear or can you re 
realign yourself in an energy of faith to see, to see if it's really possible to shift your experience because of your willingness to deny the fear, the right to own your energy in that moment. And it's a big shift. But you see, the thing is, can you do it without conditions? Can you believe that it will all be perfect and divine without defining what perfect and divine looks like from your human point of view? Because those are the conditions you put on it. When you're in a situation with another and this other isn't being who you think they should be and you want the situation to look like this, this perfect, harmonious relationship. So you project all your expectations of what this other needs to be to create that harmonious relationship. And you then play this game of faith and say, all right, we are going through this situation for a reason and I will have faith that there's a divine purpose behind this situation we're experiencing. I will have faith in that. As long as when we get through it, it looks like this and we're all good and happy and harmonious and in the relationship that I think we should be in. You see that? You feel that? You recognize that? How easy it is to pretend to yourself what you think being in faith is. Faith is complete surrender and complete detachment from an, an expected outcome. Complete surrender is knowing that your soul knows the outcome that serves the soul and all souls involved in the situation. And that state of surrender is what the ego resists because of its inclination to feel in control. And that's a huge part of being human. Many human beings feel that that illusion of control gives them a sense of security and stability and certainty in who they are and how they are and why they are and where they are. But ultimately you know. There is no thing, action, human being in this world that you can control outside of you. And if this is the and isn't it worth the effort in learning to control what you can control, which is the way you take it all in, the way you experience life. And that is all a matter of perspective, of what position you look to take when interpreting your experience. that opportunity to play victim or responsible creator. And as as you take on that position 
you take on the definition of that energy. And you know that. When you play victim, you are a victim. And when you take responsibility, you begin to align with a creative energy that can shift your reality. But it takes a devoted sense of purpose and a persistent effort at denying the logical inclination to try to control, to try to intellectually define what is right, what is wrong, and what should be. Well, we will tell you that once you make this effort on a consistent basis, you begin to get into that flow. You begin to see the way life serves you. And you begin to see how it could be different than what you thought it should be. And in your acceptance, you bring in more. And you do get to have those experiences, those moments, of divine awareness that surface through the challenging situations that you have transformed intellectually as opportunities. You get to see right in front of you um, the manifestation of the shifting your reality and the purposefulness of the effort you've made. Hold the space, dear ones. This is your time to redefine how to move through this situation. We've been at it for some time, haven't we? Many of us here in this room have been working toward this sense of self-control, self-mastery. And that's what we're talking about here. If you are the only energy in this experience that you can affect wholeheartedly with everything that you are and by that effort you affect others isn't it worth the effort so many of you here live to give live to serve are looking for that sense of purpose that helps others looking for some way to express this expansive energy that you have inside this love for humanity this compassion for those existing limited in their ability to understand who they are so many of you that have touched in on the energy of truth the energy of love feel how it affects you, how affecting it can be, how awake you feel, how aware you've become. And when you do this, you want to share it. You want others to know who they are, how brilliant they can be, how divine everything is. And you want to share that. And yet it seems to be that when you go around spouting your truth, you're rejected almost to the point of humiliation at times because of how far this awareness is from the mainstream interpretation of our potential. 
So then you wonder, well, what am I to do with all of this? I have all of this awareness. I have all of this energy, all of this love, all of this inspiration. You turn it around back on you. You love you. You, the givers. The ones that want to help everybody. The ones that want to serve everybody. You in this room here today. Must recognize when it is time to just love yourself. To just feel entitled to all of the love that you have. To give. To think, could it be me that I'm here to love? And could loving myself be the answer to all of these questions that I'm constantly trying to figure out the answer to? And in the most amazing ways, you'll find out that that is it. That it's not about searching for someone outside of you love, for so many of you do. You feel that you have all of this love to share and want to give it, want to extend it. Mm. But someone complete in their love of self is not looking to give it. They are looking to be it just exemplify true self-love because that truly is the greatest gift you can give to humanity for not many people fully appreciate who they are as the brilliant souls that they are because of this society that defines worth in a much different way than the energy <coughs> So bring yourself to that state of self-awareness that can recognize every aspect of you and love it. Love every little bit of who you are and how you maneuver this earth plane. Try it. Try it. We challenge you to try it because we understand the workings of the mind and the ways the mind will try to restrict your ability to do this how it compares your experience to another. How there are all these intellectual parameters placed on your ability to see your own beauty. All the judgments, all the heaviness of that. There's nothing, nothing any of you would put on another and yet you carry it around. So many of you. And we see your brilliance and we see that heaviness and we just want to take it off of you. We want to lift you right out of that density so that light can shine and that love can reverberate throughout the collective. But it is not for us to do this for you. For the journey is truly an individual one of self-exploration. You, the individual aspect of the one, journeying through you to find that divine in you. 
is that journey that creates the opening for that light to then shine through. So it does not matter how much we flood you with all of the light that we are. If you don't create the opening in you, it will not come through. It will not go from outside of you in. That's what we're trying to say here. It will come from inside of you when you're willing to go inside and bring it out with the love that you are. And loving yourself is the way to do it. For love is the key to open that door, to open those portals. When you love yourself, you do love life. You can't help but love life. Because when you love yourself wholly, completely, without condition, you are love. And you emit love. And that love moves through the collective experience and reminds people that it's available to them. So you know the love we're speaking of. It's you. It's the love you know exists in you. And it's a love that is triggered by those special sparks that come into your life at certain points in your experience. When you meet another and you feel that divine recognition and it feels so different than the status quo it feels so different than the mundane daily routine something wakes up inside of you something special something unique something familiar and foreign so let's use this time to remind ourselves that we are the love. And there's our willingness to detach from the fearful thoughts and conditions of the intellect that will allow that love to come forward, to come through, and to have an effect on our experience. Let's be the love. For we know that in that effort, we can only bring forth more love. Take the challenge. When it comes to you, take it and run with it in a direction towards the love. Don't run from the fear. Run into it with all the love that you are, knowing that's the way to alleviate the intensity and bring yourself back home to your truth, where you will feel the divine support of all of us here in spirit cheering you on and you know we are you know there is nothing more we want than to set each one of you free from your own ineffectual inconsistencies now we do not want in any way <clears throat> to hamper your ability to grow into your own Love. We just want to support you on your journey. And that's why we are so evasive. 
so many of you want the signs to be so dramatic and big and direct and specific. And it's frustrating when we work with spirit, isn't it? How elusive it can be. How vague and subtle the signs can be. But that makes you stretch, doesn't it? It makes you reach into areas that, again, we remind you, you would not endeavor into if you were not challenged to. So recognize the beauty in this process, this dynamic human experience that we're engaging. At each turn on your path, look for the love, no matter how hard it is or hard it appears to be. Remind yourself that somewhere in the midst of this experience there is a love that is asking me to find it. It's a wonderful state of perception that will most certainly bring you into alignment with that energy. And then how it manifests and how you take that in that is all part of the mystery of life. That's the glory of the experience. It is dictated so much by the inclination of you <coughs> to need more fear or to surrender to the faith. So it is you, dear ones, that you look to have faith in. You have faith in the divine. You have faith in the great creator of life. But do you have faith that your connection is real? Do you have faith that that connection will always be there? That it's always working? That there's never a time you have to say, is this thing on? <laughs> That's faith. You know it. Even if you can't see it in front of your faith, you know this experience is of love. Now, if you don't have a challenge in your life and you want to see how this works, <laughs> watch the news. <laughs> and tell yourself, with every story that has you wondering what's going on in society, that this is of love. That somewhere in this experience is a loving energy trying to affect humanity. And you focus there, and you hold your focus there, knowing it's having an effect even if you can't see it. That is faith. Now we bring you all to an awareness that this is occurring on a grand scale now, that there are people that are recognizing the effect of pure positive intention and they're coming together in a grand effort at uniting humanity and bringing peace to this world. And this is what we've been speaking of for quite some time. We can, with all that we are, continue to flood this earth plane with peace and with love, with light and inspiration. But unless somebody there takes it in and says, I'll be a vehicle for that, it's going to have no effect. So we see it now. We see groups and gatherings 
of human beings that are willing to believe that there's something they can do with the energy that they are. It's happening in many different countries all across this world at this time. Does that surprise you? No, it doesn't. Because you've been feeling this coming for quite some time. And we've been building up to this as a community because we realize it. Individually and collectively, we need more love. There's enough fear and everybody's spreading it. And enough of us have gotten sick and tired of that to the point where we said, wait a minute, there's more to this human experience than the exchange of fear. We felt it. We felt it. Each one of you in your life has felt it or you wouldn't be here. You have felt the need to resist the inclination to follow the status quo and exist in fear. However it was, your life pushed you to that point of recognition and you got there. Whatever it was your experience brought you that you couldn't just give in to or that you won't now just continue from that point of view of fear and uncertainty. You're a part of it. So as we've been prompted individually to move more fully into the love that we are and as enough have, we are now feeling prompted to come together in groups and gatherings to join together that intention and to spread more of that love for others to begin to wake up to. Remember that. We're all connected energetically. And we gave you the visual of how when we send that loving energy to the earth plane, you have to accept it from within and allow it to come through you. So remember that when you're dealing with other people. It's not going to be so much about the words you throw at them from outside of them to into them. No. It's the love you send energetically from you to them that wakes them up from the inside. Use the imagery that we're giving you because it works. Are you having difficulty with someone in your life? Try it. Let's play this game the way it was meant to be played. Heart to heart, soul to soul. With a real sense that this is the most profound effort I can make to bring loving awareness into this situation. Not to fix this other, no, that's not what this is about. If there's discord, we cannot project the blame solely to the other. You must find the love in you for the love in them. Focus there and remind yourself that's the pure exchange that's happening here. Focus there and hold that space. And then see if the intensity 
based on the details of the manifestation in the physical world reality doesn't shift it. If you can hold the frequency long enough, something's got to give. That's what you can know about love, about the love that you are, the love that we are all looking to focus on and bring forward now. So we thank you for this opportunity to instigate the sense of purpose in you and the sharing of the love that you are. And we ask you to go forward with that definition of you, that you are the love that you came to share in this world. And that you don't have to figure it out logically, and you don't have to speak about it intellectually. Your job here is clear. It is to be the love. Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> love. All right. Anybody want to um, speak on that or ask anything about that? Bring anything up for anybody? Okay, Laura. <laughs> well, I'd like to get to the next step. After love, go to joy. And I know joy is a choice. Okay. So I'd like them to speak on the joy. All right. How do we take it to the next step from love to joy? Ah, yes. The step. It seems so daunting, doesn't it? It seems like a big leap. It seems so far. It seems such a distance, such a distance from where we exist as a collective. And yet it's just light inference away. So how do we elevate the frequency of joy when we are fully in the definition of love that we are? It is the community. It is the communing. It is the sharing of the love that brings the joy. It is in the giving of the love that we receive the joy. It is in the allowing of another to be affected by our willingness to be the love that we feel the joy. Oh, humanity has placed certainties on the definitions that we we use to identify these words. The true joy is a sense of oneness and community. And that love is the pathway to that joy. So is there something you can do in life to help you lift to the frequency of joy? Well, by all means, it would be a concerted effort at detaching from any certain interpretation of what this human experience is about. Think about that. Where do you see pure joy in this world? Babies. And puppies. <laughs> you knew I had to say that. <laughs> well, it's true. And what is what is it that they have in common? They have unconditional love. Well, unconditional love. Not not socialized with our And an open mind, that's right. No limitation by intellectual certainties. They have not confined their interpretation of life. It is a moment-by-moment journey of exploration. 
led by curiosity. Be curious. You'll find joy. Oh, we're so certain about this, that, this. And if I go in this direction, it's going to be that way. And if I do this, it's going to be that. And because everybody's had these experiences. And we're saying, well, that's how their experience was. So it's going to be that for me, right? Everybody's so certain in our minds. But you know what? Kids don't have that. Babies don't come in with that. They're taught that, aren't they? Oh, and we don't want to say that you all are responsible for taking the joy from your children. We would never put that on you. You are doing what you were taught to do, aren't you? And isn't that part of what we resisted? Isn't that why you're here? Because it all didn't seem to fit in. All right. Just didn't feel like what it was supposed to be here. And you know there was a time when you were free of this before it all came down on you. And there was pure joy. So how willing are you, wow, to detach from all you think you know about who you are? what you think this life is about and what you think you have to be that's your way to joy or you're willing to let it go what you've been taught that you have to be what you've been taught that you have to fear what you've been taught you have to worry about and plan for and organize and accept how willing and how far are you willing to go with that how much is joy worth it? Your certainty, your, lo- your logical certainty and that illusion of control that it brings you. Because you know that, don't you? Don't you know it's when you are willing to take that step off the edge that you experience the joy. And if you fear taking that step, well, all right. You're safe and you're in control. How does that feel? Limited? Restricted? Confining? We won't say joyless, but it's not joyful to exist in fear wondering what would happen if you took that. joyful to be fearless and do the things that your heart wants to do that your mind challenges you not to. The more you love yourself, the more you begin to feel entitled to go against the fears that have been handed to you, that have been taught to you, that have confined your ability to allow yourself to experience the joy. Now this is a society that says it's important to honor the intellect, doesn't it? Oh, it's the first thing we do. Well, you can walk, you can talk, all right. Now let's tell you what to think. Let's tell you how to think it. And then how to use those thoughts Mm. to plan your life, to control your life maintain control. 
We've taken all the fun out of the freedom. Being the, I'm sorry, yeah, we've taken all of the fun out of the, huh? Yeah, I, I'm trying to, I can't get the, so I lost it. <laughs> taking all of the fun out of the freedom of being a soul here having a physical experience because we made it too human. So let's do that. Let's just say, forget the human. I'm a soul. And I'm not going to live by the human dictates any longer. I'm going to live by my soulful inclinations. Oh, yes. Try it. You want joy in your life? Try it. Listen only to your soul. But listen to your soul. Not what you think your soul is telling you, but what your soul is truly trying to express. Notice where you go with it. Am I taking it up here? Am I interpreting it through this cloudy lens of intellect? Or am I able to just feel it, know it, and be it? Because that's Joy is setting your soul free from the restrictions of logic. Think of those moments where you're at the height of the roller coaster and you're just about to go down and the hands are in the air. There's no thought. Well, except for the fleeting fear that instigates the adrenaline rush that inspires the joy. It is a roller coaster. That's what life is. There are ups and downs they're supposed to be. It's the ride. Now if we can look at it like the roller coaster, if we can remember, that's what life is. It's the roller coaster for the soul and we're riding it. No. The ups and the downs ultimately is the whole ride that we walk away from knowing we just had an experience. And it brought us into so many different awarenesses of what we're capable of feeling. Embrace life as a ride. Take it light. Because the only part of you making this so serious is the mind, is the intellectual aspect of you. Have fun with it. Even with the most challenging moments of your life, you can shift the energy by shifting your perception of it, by focusing on the love and holding the space for the joy. Anybody else? Yeah, Wendy. Um, what triggered from something that you were saying is, can they expand on when we leave from the soul and we're just having fun and, and, and in the flow of things, sometimes then it's the childlike ego that pops up 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. So you want to have fun, and you want to lead from your soul, and that's joyful. But what? What about when that ego, the child, childlike ego, comes up? All right. How do you know the difference? Ah, well, that dear one is the journey of self-exploration. That's exactly what you're here to feel your way through. Is to recognize it in you. And this is the whole point of loving oneself. When you're looking inward with that love, what you're doing is learning how to communicate within your own beingness. So you are saying to yourself, I am challenging myself to disguise myself to see if I can find myself. I am working through the inconsistencies of the egoic aspect of me in order to fully realize who I am and where I allow myself to be led by the ego so that I can choose to know the soulful side of me and honor that. It is a process, Wendy. It is a process that we are all constantly in the midst of. The self-awareness is everything. And you know it frequently. You know it by the frequency of the act, of the experience. You can tell. The more you work with yourself, you know when you're feeding the body, mind, and ego. Or when you're truly coming from a place of surrender to the soul. But it is the process. It is the practice. And the more you learn to work within your own self, the more you find your awareness of others begins to increase because we are all one so you work within yourself and you work to discern between the aspects of self the more human inclined aspect of you and the more soulful inclined aspect of you and you know that life or you rather through life create opportunities for you to have those moments of awareness you bring in those situations that challenge you to feel yourself being pulled in the ego direction. Ultimately, you really know the answer. And oftentimes, when you know it and you're not allowing yourself to know it, another comes forth and brings it to you to remind you of what you know. It's all a matter of trust, you see. When we can know what we know and trust what we know, we build on that. We improve on that. So you have to have those moments where the childlike ego comes in and challenges you to go in these other directions. So you can um, you can have that so that you can, it's like mark that feeling. Mark that frequency. It's like getting a guide. So you know what that feels like. And you know you've had these experiences and the next time you have it you say oh wait a minute that feels similar to that experience am I coming from that aspect of me again life is a process and we work through it experience by experience with the willingness to learn from the experiences we will grow from them we will grow into that state of self-awareness that begins to align with truth to the point 
where the egoic inclination now feels so foreign that we can't even go there anymore. See, we went the other way with that. Where we become so familiar with the egoic interpretation of who we are that the soulful awareness now seems like foreign language to us. Think of that. That's this conversation we're having here. How do we remember to speak our own language is what you're saying to understand our true language. That's the truth. We have forgotten our own language and we're trying to remember it. We can't learn it. It's already there. So we have to remind ourselves of that. And just like that, when you get it back, once you realign with that, while you're here in the physical, well, then you've made a profound effect on, on you, on the energy of you. Oh, we can leave the physical world and find our truth and remember our language. Then it's easy when we're not distracted by logic and the physical body and the human experience. But to find your way back now, here, while you're here in this society, tremendous, tremendous impact on the human experience because you're a part of a collective. So you and your willingness to find your truth, to remember your language, you then are an example of that in the energy. It does not mean you have to get up on the podium and say, look what I've done and let me teach you how to do it. Your imprint now a part of that collective experience and every soul remember that is you and you are every soul every soul will then feel that energetic imprint in them and will be inspired on a subtle level to wake up and remember their own language hmm I like that I like the language that really that really hit home that we lost we forgot our own language that was pretty powerful did you want to Renata? yeah I wanted to get their take on self-love like what does that really look like and how do you know that you're like I guess I'm just comparing it to like being in love with another person I is that what they, that kind of energy, or is it just a general self-compassion? You know, like, what what is that self-love that they're talking about? Yeah, what, what is self-love? What does it feel like? What does it look and like? And how does it compare to the love you have for another person, mm-hmm. which is so much, can be so intense? Yeah, okay. All right, so how does self-love look? How does it look in comparison to loving another? Hmm. Well, it's an interesting way to put it because as we say to you, you are all one, and as you say, you love another, and a love for another is so intense, but how do you feel that for yourself? That is exactly what we are bringing up here. If you can have that kind of love for another, then you know your capacity to love. 
And if you can recognize that you do not love yourself to that extent, then you can recognize the need for that intense effort at self-love. So let's think about this. What is it that you can love in another to that extent that would be so intense and overwhelming that you could not give yourself that same gift? back to the idea that we are all one. Is it possible you recognize you in this other? Is it possible that the connection is the love that you are? Is it possible that that other is there to remind you what your love really feels like and what it feels like to allow yourself to be loved? To be loved. This is a part of what it is. But there's no, how do I say this? There's no this definition and that definition. Love is not something that can be contained in a single intellectual interpretation. Love is an energy of truth, you see? And in being that love, there's a completeness. So now we're getting somewhere as far as the relationship issue because so often we feel that another completes us. We feel that being in a relationship makes us feel complete, which implies that without this other, there's some lack in ourselves. And that's the truth, isn't it? If we need another to feel complete, that means we're missing something in ourselves and looking to another to complete us. And of course, as souls, we will always be there to assist each other in creating the opportunity to advance in their efforts at self-love. So these others, now, this is important, that instigate that loving sense inside of us, they do so to remind us what it feels like, to remind us that we can feel that intense love. But how long can they sustain that sense in you? How long can you rely on another to give you that feeling of love, to give you that sense of entitlement? This is where we want to work to use the gift of the spark that this other brought us to then expand on in our own way, in our own self. So when we come into these relationships, rather than thinking, okay, I don't have to work on me. I've got this other to do this work for me now and I can feel complete because they're here and I'm done with my stuff. No, no. We need to use that trigger would say, oh, wow, I was that far from the love of myself that it seems so different. Because when you fully love yourself and you come into contact with another that fully loves themselves, you have no big sense of dissonance. There's no before and after. There's a united sense of oneness that comes together and no sense of dependency, either way. In other words, I love you wholly and completely, whether you are in my life 
in the physical or not, I will always wholly and completely hold this space for you. But I will always wholly and completely hold that space for me. Which means I will never feel less than if you are not here. I will never put on you my ability to feel complete. A unique situation the love between human beings because we feel detached disconnected so we, we see it as two separate beings coming together so there's that illusion of wholeness in the idea of two separate human beings coming together but it's an illusion you were never separate you were always one. So maybe what the human mind is interpreting as love when we come into contact with this other beautiful soul and we feel that inspiring spark, maybe the term love isn't exactly what we're experiencing in the definition that has been given to it. Maybe it's an intense remembrance of an energy of purpose you were came to commu- um, you came to commune with. You see? Do you see that? Do you see how that can be? That as souls, you said we will go into this world and we will have these experiences, and then at this point we'll come together to have an experience together. Because you want to have this experience and I need to have this experience and we can work these together so that we can both grow in the way that we want to grow. And so when we meet that soul, is it the romantic love definition that has it's been given? Or or is it divine remembrance? Is it recognition of a purpose that our energies have come together to create an experience? And has the human being's inclination to term it limited the capacity for the growth available in the experience because we're so unwilling to not let it be different than we think it should be. So many are challenged with this now because we are asking to break free from the limits of logic because we don't want to consign our soulful, purposeful experience to these terms that are so conditioned. So we want to challenge them all now. So we can expand on them all. So we don't feel so consigned and restricted and limited to experience that divine spark in such a certain linear way. (coughs) So as you cry for the old way that is falling away, as you resist (coughs) not having it be what the human being wants it to be, and how intense that feels 
embrace that intensity and that resistance you're feeling from within and know that you're doing the work of so many, for so many, that you're doing it so that future generations don't have to feel the frustration of the human inclination to restrict the true expansive nature of these soulful connections that we have. Life is an experiential process for the soul. Put everything in that state of perception and you can release yourself from the intellectual interpretation of what should be and find your way to joy. Because it is your previous understanding that is being challenged now of what it's all about and it's purposefully being challenged whether it be your relationship your career your family situation whatever it is whatever way you're being challenged to express the love to be the love to exchange the love just remember it's an experience you're learning to expand from and expand upon. Okay. Yes. I think loving another without loving yourself is more like a crutch that keeps you going, yeah. but it's not an answer. It's exactly what they said, yeah. Because then you become dependent on that crutch. It's exactly that. They want to just add one thing to that uh-huh. yeah. but if you use the crutch in the appropriate way you learn to walk on your own and you learn to get stronger and stronger over time mm-hmm. yeah. okay perfect alright I think we're good we're going to take a little break and then when we come back we'll do individual questions okay all right there's snacks in the back um there's a donation bowl in the back and